What's going on, guys? It's Danny from Fantasy Stock Exchange here, bringing you the first installment of my player prop series that I'm going to be heading on the channel. So again, you guys are going to be watching this on Saturday. You would have already seen the DFS show ran by Bush and Nick. So uh, again, Saturdays are our betting day. So today, this is the second installment, obviously, uh, where I'm actually going to be going through the player props. So as you see on the screen, I mean, uh, there's a ton of different props that we have available over here on Thrive Fantasy. If you guys haven't checked out Thrive Fantasy, the link is in the description. Use code FSC. You'll get a $20 match back on your first deposit. So it uh, just help, help set you up a little bit on the site. But basically what happens here is, as you guys can see, there's a ton of totals listed. So passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, completions, any type of stat that a uh, player can accumulate in a game. And uh, basically you, you can see here, you can go here. You can see who gets paid. So this is actually a, a little $5 tourney I'm doing just to kind of show you guys how it works. Again, 110 entries. Uh, it pays out to the first 28 people. As you can see, the seedings here of the amount you get per payout. So I'm actually going to go through my 10 favorite uh, well bets for this uh, player prop series. So I'm going to have them all listed here, reasons why. And then I'm going to be concluding the episode with my three favorite picks against the spread and my lock of the week. So a little uh, uh, pick em action as well at the end of this episode. But before we get into that, set the intro. Okay, so I was mentioning before the intro, I'm actually going to go through my favorite bets. I actually have them listed here, a little paper beside me, a little shout out right there. And uh, yeah, as you guys can see, I'm kind of recording in a different part of the house because you know people are sleeping upstairs, so you got to be a little quiet. But yeah, uh, to start it off, I actually have Russell Wilson. And as you guys can see here, his uh, over-under total of completions is actually at 21 and a half. So I'm actually going to be going with the over here. Now, a little bit of a rationale as to why I'm picking the over is looking at the matchup. He is at Atlanta. I do think that that is going to be a high-scoring uh, affair between two uh quarterbacks that are actually going to be throwing the ball a ton in that game again Atlanta has not got a great secondary I do think Russell Wilson can pick them apart as you guys know one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league the only question mark would be uh his total attempts but I do think that he can near that 35 type range and if he's doing that he's going to smash over 21 and a half completions again going to be facing a ton of pressure on the other side with Matt Ryan so I do think he can cross that 21 and a half threshold to end up getting you the 85 points allocated for for the select uh, guess here. So um, I'm going to be going to number two, and that's actually Zach Hertz. So his over-under is actually half a touchdown. And uh, to me, this is just a smash over. The way I'm looking at it is plain and simple. I know you guys like it when I say that, but the Eagles just simply don't have a ton of weapons on their offense. Actually fully healthy again. Uh, we're looking at Jalen Reger. Yes, he may play, but he's been dealing with the shoulder injury. You guys would have seen the episode we recorded with Dr. Edwin Porras. He still has some concern over the shoulder, so that's something to monitor as well. Dallas Goddard, thumb injury in camp. We'll see how he proceeds. And Miles Sanders is still banged up as well. So a lot, all in all, I mean, this Eagles offense is really suffering from the injury department. The one steady piece that we do have to uh, really evaluate is Zach Ertz. And we all know at this point the chemistry that he has with Carson Wentz. So I do think given the circumstances of what's happening on their offense and given the continuity that we do see between Wentz and uh, his favorite weapon in Ertz, I do think he does catch at least one touchdown in the game against Washington. Again, road game versus the Washington football team. So 
Going into the third pick, I actually have Tom Brady. Uh, as you guys will see here, it's actually a two and a half and a little unique uh, total here, but it's actually passing touchdowns plus INTs. So if he's throwing it to one team or another, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be worth something. So I'm actually going to go with the over here. The way I'm looking at it is, uh, yes, the New Orleans Saints do have a good defense, but I do look at it in the way that New Orleans is going to be throwing up a ton of points. And again, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, if he signs, we'll see what happens there. Alvin Kamara, got Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. I do think that the Bucks are going to be under a lot of pressure to throw the ball, a lot of pressure to score points. And if that's the case, you're going to put Tom Brady into a situation where he does need to throw the ball a lot more than uh, – you would anticipate again losing Mike Evans will hurt. Uh, well, he's doubtful for the game at this current po- uh, point. I'm actually recording this on uh, Friday night, but even if he doesn't play, I still think that uh, the weapons he has between Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Cameron Braid, even obviously Chris Godwin, we know Scotty Miller, Justin Watson can fill the void for them. And again, as I mentioned, they're going to be facing a ton of pressure from the other end with the New Orleans Saints. I ultimately think, regardless, maybe he throws a pick, two picks, zero picks. I still think that two and a half threshold is definitely something he can cross over in that game. So I'm actually going to be going with the over there for Tom Brady at that two and a half passing touchdowns plus INTs. Uh, going into the fourth pick, I have Alvin Kamara, and this one's a smash to me. It's actually a, a 0.5 rushing touchdowns plus receiving touchdowns. So I'm actually going to smash you over here again. Tampa's got a stout run defense. I will give them that. But at the same time, the way I'm looking at it is Alvin Kamara is a beast when it comes to scoring touchdowns. Again, this is a guy who scored 31 touchdowns in his first 31 games in his career. Yes, he kind of struggled in that regard last year. He was banged up. We all know about the high ankle sprain. I do think if he's coming out week one fully healthy, motivated to whether he signed that contract or hasn't yet to earn that contract ultimately or, or validate the contract if he does sign, um, I do think he does cross over uh, at least one total touchdown. Again, that, that was a pretty easy bet for me, given his involvement in the passing game. Again, the number two weapon of the New Orleans Saints. And in general, I mean, he is one of the best goal linebacks in the NFL in terms of efficiency in being able to score in his opportunities. So I definitely like that half touchdown over under for Alvin Kamara there, 110 points if that smashes right, which I do think it will. Um, going into the next bit, I actually have DeAndre Hopkins. So if you guys can see here, his over under for receiving yards actually aided at 80 and a half. And uh, to me, this is a smash under. Uh, he's playing against a San Francisco team that still has Richard Sherman on the other side, still has a stout defense overall, and he's playing in his first game as an Arizona Cardinal. Yes, he may have practiced in the offseason training camp with uh, Kyler Murray to end up getting a little bit of a rapport, but again, nothing matches game action for a receiver and his uh, quarterback or vice versa, a quarterback and his receiver. And a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to need a ton of volume. I just don't think it's going to be available against a team like San Francisco who can have who can be absolutely suffocating on the defensive end. He can have a fine game. I just think 80 and a half receiving yards is going to be a little bit too much for him to overcome for this week. So getting that 110 points is actually nice there. So I'm going to go with that, uh, the under at 80 and a half receiving yards for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, looking at the next bet, it's actually Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, if we can see here, so his over under for rushing yards plus receiving yards or scrimmage yards, if you want to say it that way, is actually 11, 111.5. So I'm actually going with the over here. I know it's going to sound like cowboy bias. You guys know by now that I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. But the way I'm looking at it is Amari Cooper is banged up. C.D. Lamb is playing in this first game. We don't necessarily know the exact role of Blake Jarwin right now. What we do know is that Ezekiel Elliott is going to get the ball 
and he's going to get the ball a ton. This is a Sunday night game, first game in the Los Angeles Rams SoFi Stadium. If you guys haven't checked that out, it's a beautiful stadium. But I think Ezekiel Elliott is absolutely going to tear that turf apart. And at 111.5, I do think in both the rushing and receiving game, I do think he's going to be a shoe-in for at least – 80 plus rushing yards, which could ultimately be closer to around 100, 110. And if that's the case, I do think his receiving involvement is going to get him over that 111.5 yard barrier. So I'm going to smash you over there for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the next bet, I actually have Odell Beckham at uh, over four and a half receptions. So let me see if I can get this right here for you guys. Uh, yeah, so Odell over four and a half receptions. Again, this one's pretty easy for me as well. Again, Baltimore has a very stout defense, very stout pass defense. That is the one thing that could limit him in this game. Well, ultimately, the way I'm looking at it is Jarvis Landry, upon recording this, is still banged up. This is a Cleveland Brown team that in general should be playing from behind against an awesome, awesome Ravens team, maybe the best roster overall in the NFL. So I do think the number one target on their team, four and a half receptions. If you're actually pacing that out, 72 receptions across a 16 game season. I do think he's going to be able to step over that barrier, even though I don't think he's going to get a ton of receiving volume overall for the year, four and a half receptions first game, especially with the, the injuries concerning Jarvis Landry is ultimately attainable for Odell Beckham. So getting the 115 points there is really nice as well. Um, going into the next, but I actually have Lamar Jackson, same game going over a hundred and, uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> not 100, 1.5 passing touchdowns. And uh, the way I'm looking at it, again, the Cleveland Browns on their defense has kind of been a mess in terms of injuries, in terms of inexperience. I mean, we saw last year their linebacking core cannot cover the middle of the field. Lamar Jackson loves throwing it to his tight ends. And as we saw, Grant Elpit going down for the preseason for the Cleveland Browns is actually a big loss for that defense. Again, this is a guy who myself, Bush, both loved pre-draft. Again, one of the top safeties in the draft. Losing him is a huge blow for that defense in terms of ultimately providing some uh, stability on that back end. So with the way I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, 1.5 passing touchdowns. I'm looking at that specifically to Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews can catch two, three touchdowns in this game. This might sound bold already, but if I'm projecting that for uh, Mark Andrews, Obviously, I do also think that Lamar Jackson is going to pass the 1.5 passing touchdowns barrier. So to me, that's a smash bet. No worries about that. Going into the next bet, it's actually going to be with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, 0.5 rushing touchdowns. And I'm actually going to go with the under here. The way I'm looking at it is the Bills have the ninth stingiest defense in terms of allowing opposing rushing touchdowns. And the New York Jets are one of the worst teams at actually scoring rushing touchdowns. I mentioned multiple times in videos that the Falcons were the number two pass heaviest team in the red zone. Well, the number one team was, in fact, the New York Jets. So ultimately, I do think his uh, overall opportunities in the red zone are going to be limited if they even get down there, to be quite honest, because that Jets team is going to be looking like a mess. So I ultimately don't think against the Buffalo Bills, uh, Le'Veon Bell is actually able to score a rushing touchdown. Maybe he scores a receiving touchdown, kind of gives you a little bit of fancy points in that way. Again, pass his team in the red zone. I just don't think he does it via the ground, and that's ultimately what this .5 uh, total is actually going to represent here. So I'm going to smash the under for 75 points. And uh, the final bet here, uh, the official bet, is actually going to be Keenan Allen. So if I can scroll down to him real quick. So Keenan Allen at 5.5 receptions, and I'm actually going to go with the over here against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, my rationale here is Mike Williams out. We already know uh, he's been dealing with injuries, especially in camp. They still have Austin Eckler, great. They have Tyrod Taylor. Uh, We know what he's going to be providing. The one thing that we know that Tyrod is going to look forward to is throwing it to one of the best recept, uh, best receivers sorry, in the NFL. 
going against, you know, a mediocre matchup. I mean, William Jackson's a fine player, but in reality, the whole Cincinnati back end isn't the greatest. So I do think Keenan Allen, given that he's such a reception monster in itself, uh, is going to pass that five and a half reception total, especially with um, Mike Williams missing this game. So uh, I'm going to go with the over here. Again, that's a pretty safe total. If it was six and a half, I would be kind of hesitant, but I do think he can get that six plus t- uh, type reception day. And if he's doing that, Clearly, he's matching the 5.5 total here. So I think that's going to be a smash there as well. So those are my 10 picks. Now I actually have uh, ice picks. So I can pick uh, two other props, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to smash the under on Kenny Galladay because he's still listed up here and he might not even play. I'll take it if they're going to leave it here. And for the final pick, I'm kind of just going this off by head. Uh, we will go with over for Julio Jones in terms of uh, uh, receiving yards at 92.5. Again, I mentioned that game is going to be pretty high scoring in my opinion. I do think Julio Jones, the best wide receiver in the league, is going to be able to ultimately provide you a nice uh, 92.5 recept- receiving yard uh, floor there. So I definitely like the way that looks. And as you see here, number of entries, pay $5. Perfect. So now I am in that tournament so you guys can see that. Now I'm going to be going into the lines and giving you my three favorite bets for the week against the spread and then my lock of the week. So going through this, again, I have right now uh, – let me just scroll up here actually because I have it listed. And that is going to be the Seattle Seahawks who are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Again, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks here. I just think this is a mismatch between Seattle's receivers versus Atlanta's back end again. You're, you're dealing with the loss of Desmond Trufant, replacing him with an inexperienced A.J. Terrell, who frankly struggled actually last year. I mean, turn on that LSU championship game. You guys can kind of see what I'm talking about. Now he gets to go up against D.K. Metcalf, one of the freakiest receivers in the NFL, and Tyler Lockett, one of the absolute smoothest uh, receivers in general in the NFL. One of the guys that Russell Wilson has a huge rapport with. So I do think that Seattle is able to cover that two and a half points. If we're going to go with an exact short uh, – Sure, we'll, we'll, we'll say Seattle Seahawks 28-24 over the Atlanta Falcons this week. Again, I do think it's going to be a moderately high-scoring game, but Seattle is going to be able to cover that two-and-a-half-point spread there. Um, next game, I'm actually going to go with the Carolina Panthers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm actually going to go with Carolina a little, with a little bit of an upset here, covering that plus two-and-a-half-point barrier. The way I'm looking at it, again, Panthers at home versus the Raiders. The Raiders do have a bunch of... Uh, question marks on their defense and they're going to end up having to face a Carolina Panthers offense that is absolutely loaded. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson uh, with Teddy Bridgewater, a much improved quarterback from what they were dealing with Kyle Allen last year, uh, managing the quarterback position. I do think that this is going to be a decently high scoring affair. Again, Panthers aren't great in their own right, but I do think the offense is able to uh, eventually get them over the edge here. Call it an upset, but I'm actually going to predict the the Carolina Panthers win this one. We'll say by a score of 31 to 28. So, going into the third game, I'm actually going to go with uh, the Arizona Cardinals plus six and a half versus the San Francisco 49ers on the road. And uh, again, the way I'm viewing this is that this is going to be a tough divisional match. Uh, divisional match. Sorry, again, the Arizona Cardinals always play the San Francisco 49ers extremely t- tough. While I did say that DeAndre Hopkins would go under, I still think that Kenyon Drake could have a decent amount of success like he showed last year in the two games that he did play against the San Francisco 49ers. I do think that team as a whole, if they're able to stay healthy, play in that game, uh, are going to be able to cover that six-and-a-half point threshold. Uh, I still think that the Niners are going to win, but I just think six-and-a-half 
take the points there. I'll go with uh, San Francisco 49ers 24, Arizona Cardinals 20 for that game. And now into my lock of the week, if I can scroll up here for you guys. And this one is the biggest no-brainer of them all, if I can find it. Okay. Guys, it's Buffalo Bills minus 6.5 at home versus the New York Jets. They're favored by less than a touchdown versus a team that lost their star safety, lost their star linebacker, and in general has so much question marks on their defensive end. Not even to mention that their offense is still dealing with a terrible offensive line from last year. I mean, Mikai Becton was a nice rookie addition, but in reality, it's his first game as a first-round raw rookie against a ferocious Bills defense. I do think that he's going to struggle uh, in that game. And in general, what, other than Chris Herndon, Rashad Perriman, Jamison Crowder, like you can't name what Sam Darnold's going to be dealing with from the pass-catching weapons uh, point. And I think Rashad Perriman's actually banged up, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, a lot of question marks with the Jets right now. Just take Buffalo, a very good, very proven team, to be able to cover at least a touchdown against a dismantled Jets franchise. So uh, that one, I'm, I'm flat out, I'm going to say, uh, I think that the Bills win that one 35-14. 21 may seem crazy for a six-and-a-half spread, but I just think the Jets are flat out overmatched on both the offensive and the defensive end. So give me Buffalo in that, bat, uh, in that matchup. And as my lock of the week, if they upset them, if, if, if the New York Jets are able to cover that six-and-a-half, I'll find some type of forfeit I can do on the camera just to show you guys I'm committed to my bets and I'm committed to getting you guys those wins in your bets. So uh, just breaking it down, uh, you guys saw these bets. But yeah, that will be it for the first installment of the player prop series I'm going to be running on the channel. If you guys liked what you saw, enjoy the Thrive format. Make sure you go check it out. Link in the description again. I mentioned $20 deposit. You get a $20 match back on the Thrive Fantasy site. Definitely a useful tool, especially for player props throughout the season. And you guys saw the little brief pick that I was able to do against the spread. So if you guys enjoyed, make sure you go leave that like button, comment down below, and hit that subscribe button. Again, we're match We just crossed. 1500 subscribers for the channel which is just insane to think about i mean we're at barely over 300 about three weeks ago so love the support that you guys have been showing the channel love the growth we're gonna be coming at you with daily content every single day throughout the rest of the season so buckle up stay tuned fsc is coming for you and uh aside from that peace out y'all